Have you ever woken up on the top of Mount Gordo in a tutu? Well, your secret's safe with us. This is Grand Theft Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Grand Theft Podcast, where we take a rose-tinted look back at our favourite GTA games while eagerly holding out our empty gaming bowls and asking, please Rockstar, can we have some more? I'm your host Gareth, and with me each week is the Mr. Raspberry Jam to my Trevor, the pro to my laps, the plastic wrap to Michelle's furniture, it's co-host Gary. Oh no, (laughs) that middle one man, that middle one. (laughs) Took a turn this week. Oh yeah, I wasn't ready for that, I was not ready for that. Uh, Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing good. Okay, I'm okay. (laughs) Good. Maybe not as good as I was about five minutes ago, but I'm okay just now. (laughs) Oh what have you been up to this week uh not much really just uh as the world is slowly becoming more normal yeah uh, i've uh delved back into the the wonderful world of full-time work which is <laughs> uh which has been great uh yeah. to get back into the swing of things and get uh a bit more structure and a bit more kind of diversity in my uh day-to-day life but uh yeah it's uh for planning like things and stuff like that it's uh ah it is what it is uh yeah and i've got to i've got to make that money so i know this is it <laughs> unfortunately at the moment podcasting yeah. about gta doesn't pay the bills so uh no no yeah. but if it can then yeah That's we'll be it. sorry <laughs> and please pay our patreon <laughs> yeah. we haven't made it up yet but we'll get there yeah that's it, that's it. please in, sometime in the future subscribe to our patreon that would be great yeah if you if if you are in the future and you're listening to an older episode, then if we already have a Patreon, then thank you very much for yeah. subscribing <laughs> yeah. to it. If this is being repeated on Dave, because uh, uh, <laughs> I think that's it. Thank you very much for the Patreon. Um, it's keeping us going. Yep. Awesome. Have you been playing anything this week? Uh, yes, actually. Um, sorry, it's not anything GTA, but uh, no. I know. So I probably shouldn't be talking, but uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> As of recording, we're a few days away from Resident Evil Village, which I am yes. incredibly excited for. And I just finished uh, Seven again recently, nice. just to get myself caught up. And yeah, I'm very excited for that game, man. Very, very excited. Uh, Resident Evil is one of possibly one of my favorite franchises of all time. Next, uh, next to GTA, obviously next to GTA. That goes without yeah. saying. Do you um are you one of those that will binge? all of the episodes or all the games up until the point of the new one yes yes um so i had i had an idea when i was uh back in the depths of furlough mm-hmm. and uh having all the time off and stuff like that i started up my uh, kind of streaming stuff of course yeah which has been uh which has been great fun but like um it's just trying to find time to get back to it now which is uh the problem but uh i primarily stream resident evil games and cool. i've been working my way through them all in chronological order uh, well, not chronological order, uh, the release order. Uh, so uh, if I'd thought further ahead of time and I got into a bit more, then I probably would have like lined them all up. Mm-hmm. So I would just go from one to the other to the other. And then by the time we got uh, Resident Evil Village was coming out, I should be up to that point. But uh, yeah, well, I'll get back into it. And we're, we're still going to go through all of them, which is, uh, it's been great fun. I've been really enjoying it brilliant it is nice to re uh revisit an old an old series especially yeah. when you're anticipating something new coming out i think it makes you appreciate it a little bit more definitely nice 
Yeah, I've been playing a little bit of Vice City Stories. Ooh, nice. Which has been quite exciting. Um, uh, first time playing it? It is the first time. Well, the first time getting past the first few missions. Um, yeah. I had I had picked it up on my PSP way back in the in the day and just use it as a little bit of a an arcade kind of fun simulator um yeah i'm actually going through the 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 story just now and yeah um i'm not super far into it just now but i hugely hugely uh enjoying it even with its its slight limitations i'm playing the psp version i'm, I'm going og um yeah and not having that second analog stick is a little bit restrictive but actually i think they handle it quite well i've been quite impressed um yeah at how the camera actually knows roughly where it should be mm-hmm. um but i'm on a a stinking um, forklift uh, mission at the moment, and uh, that it's just one of the worst. Like it's horrible. Like um, I remember the one in San Andreas uh, where you yeah. were right there and you're just trying to get those uh, packages, and like it basically you just take one crate at a time, jump out, shoot the guys that are shooting Ryder because he can't shoot for shit, <laughs> and. <laughs> and then yeah so it just takes like 10 times longer than it should but uh and the forklift controls like um i don't know like it just controls like it's got like a, a spike through it <laughs> that, that's probably the best way to describe it like it, ju- it just pivots on the point it does um and any any form of like even if you look at a corner of a crate or something like that yeah um it will it will knock you and spin you and it's yeah oh yeah. <laughs> so I've not played for a couple of days, but I'll, I'll maybe pick it up later on and, and try yeah. and get past that mission at least. Cool. And actually, I'd like to talk about some of those missions because they really do regurgitate a lot of missions throughout the, the different ones. So yes, we can, yes, they do. We can have a look through and maybe uh, wildly speculate at, at some of the missions they may bring back um, <laughs> going forward, which would be quite cool. Supply lines. <laughs> Supply lines. <laughs> Oh, me. Right then. Yep. Ready to get into some news? Yeah, let's get into some news. All right, so each week we're going to discuss some of the news and rumours surrounding GTA in a segment that we like to call... Weasel News, confirming your prejudices. Now, we're not going to be breaking any headlines. Hey, we're not even going to be well-informed. But we're the ones with the microphone, so you have to listen. Now, with rumours ramping up around GTA 6 and some other instalments of the franchise potentially getting a remaster, some Eagle Eye fans have noticed that Rockstar is starting to advertise for some additional game testers. So, with Rockstar going into crunch and some announcements looking imminent, really the first question is, is this how we want to find out? Um, I don't know. Um, like, there's always going to be rumours, there's always going to be um, speculations, leaks and everything like that, so you're going to find out... If you're looking for it, you're going to find out some one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the way I would like to find out? Probably not. Uh, I kind of like the whole kind of big event kind of thing. Like, um, I would imagine like it could be something like if once we get an official announcement, it'll be maybe something like a state of play mm-hmm. um, showcase or something like that. Uh, or Rockstar do their own kind of like event thing. Um, yep. Just something something to generate a bit of hype and stuff like that. Like, I think we'll probably get, like... By the way, GTA 6 is coming, uh, but this is, like, the full announcement. We'll get, like, gameplay. We'll get uh, location. We'll get a little bit of the story. And it will be released within the year, I would imagine, mm-hmm. uh, whenever they decide to do that kind of event. It's interesting you put like a nice wee time frame on there. Yeah. Like the, oh, here it is. Here's the stuff that you would really like to know. 
and it's going to be out within the year. Yeah. Rockstar are pretty good at, at doing that stuff. Although I think they can be a little bit sneaky. Like <laughs> there's some coordinates being found and people went and found those oh, coordinates. Okay. And it, the the shape of the road looks like a Roman numeral six and, and all these things. Yeah. I absolutely love yeah. the tinfoil hat kind of stuff that surrounds uh, and how big this is. Yeah. No, that, that that's that's cool. Like um like do you remember the do you remember the announcement for Phantom Pain? No. So they they announced they announced Phantom Pain, uh, but it was just called Phantom Pain. It wasn't Metal Gear Solid or anything like yeah, that. And okay. You had the logo Phantom Pain, but if you looked at the logo, it had like bits cut out of the logo that you could fit Metal Gear Solid Five into it. Yes, okay. And uh, and it was done under like a fake studio, and uh, there was a there was a guy who was the head of the studio, which his name was an anagram of Hideo Kojima. And uh, it was it was weird, bizarre, but like uh, everyone like pieced it together like quite well. And like, um, yeah, that's that's been one of the ones that's kind of stuck in my head for ages. It's just like, yeah, it was like something quite unique and something like uh, that's, uh, yeah, it would people would be talking about from years Um years to come i think it's a, it's a great shout because phantom pain was extremely well hyped uh and yeah, yes it was yeah delivered on absolutely everything but i don't remember it being overhyped i remember there being a huge section of uh gameplay that was released i think over an e3 i think it was in somebody's yeah. um someone's conference maybe sony's um but rockstar don't go in for the the grandiose i mean with red dead 2 they turned their i think their twitter bio they just changed the the rockstar logo red and everybody knew what was going on there. <laughs> I think, like, Rockstar are... Um, I think Rockstar are that type of company that, um, like, they're almost, like, transcendent of games. Yeah, they are. As in, like, like um, you've got your big gaming studios and stuff like that. Like, um, like you can pull your Hideo Kojimas, you, like, your Naughty Dogs and everything like that. But, like, there's something about Rockstar that is just, like... I think it's because the GTA franchise and like the games that they produce like attract such a wider audience mm-hmm. than any other kind of gaming franchises out there. And for like GTA Five being like, was it like is that the biggest entertainment property of all time? Yep, yep, it is. Yeah, it's it's just insane. And uh, so I think like Rockstar are definitely big enough to like maybe just do one little thing like uh like they're probably almost on par with like i don't know like marvel or yeah anything like that so like they could do like little kind of marketing things like that and people will just lose their shit over it <laughs> they're, they're kind of like the beatles in that respect if you can imagine yeah like maybe in an alternate universe where we had still all four beatles but you imagine them yeah. just putting out a date on their website or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's and then everyone would just, yeah, everyone would be like, what the hell? Exactly, exactly. Um, it's interesting. We mentioned two behemoths there, Hideo Kojima. Um, yeah. Who is, it's again, quite unique in that he yeah. himself is this behemoth in the gaming world. It's not necessarily a company like Rockstar. It's, it's just one guy with a great yeah. vision. Um, yeah. And I think uh, Team Eco as well. They're the, they're the kind oh, yeah. of the other ones that hold enough weight and power um that they can kind of do whatever they want although they tried so let's start with them they tried with the last guardian um and they i can't remember what their first announcement was but it was just like a feather or something wasn't it yeah i think something along those lines and um 
and but then obviously with that game taking 10 years to show its face uh kind of maybe ruined the impact of that game even though like it is a is a phenomenal game totally it's just um i just think 10 years of hype just didn't live up to what people were expecting from that one it's it's very crazy what happened with that game. I mean, for yeah. for years, it was a meme in itself. Every single yeah. um, E3, I was sitting there with my bingo card. Um, yeah. And Last Guardian <laughs> was lo- on there. I, lo- I, I love doing the bingo cards at E3. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was sitting there on there. And I was like, what's, what's going on here? And then, of course, we're sitting there watching it one year. And yeah. we'd had a feather. We'd had a chain going down a hole maybe about five yeah. years later. And everyone's like, this game can't still be being made. Then all yeah. of a sudden, we get the full-blown release trailer um, and yeah. Mark Cerny's stepped in and he's taken over. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. So it can go, you know, completely wrong. Um, yeah. It can also go completely right, but completely wrong. Um, if you think about PT dropped. Yeah. Uh, and it was, what, and I'm not going to talk about it for too long because I don't want to like curse my house because it's a scary-ass thing and I don't want to be walking down <laughs> corridors and <laughs> hearing things going on. But I mean, uh... that was... I'm not a horror genre fan, really, in that way. Uh, I like a bit oh, of... Oh, I am. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like some 80s splatter horror, um, yeah. John Carpenter yeah. style, but... Um, oh, I, I love that too, but uh, yeah, um, PT is the scariest thing I've ever played in my life. Oh, it was horrible. And uh, nothing has came close and topped it. And what they managed to achieve mm-hmm. with that, just that little teaser... And um, the amount of like this is this is going back to your tinfoil hat theories mm-hmm. and everything like that. Like people like piled together, like came up with all these different theories and yep. stuff like that, and managed to solve that game within like twenty four hours, yep. which is insane. And like uh, I had, I actually had to watch a video on how to finish that yes. because I could, I couldn't finish it. No, and. Um, and what you had to do in it was just insane. It was. Yeah, and how they came up with that, it was just like, that's that's Hideo Kojima. <laughs> it's Kojima. Exactly, it's Kojima all over. That is how you announce a brand new Silent Hill game. That is phenomenal. Yeah, and just just having the talents of Hideo Kojima, Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus involved in it was just enough that, like... You hadn't seen Silent Hill for years, no. and then this, and then this trail, uh, this game just drops out of nowhere, and uh, then uh, you find out at the end of it that it's teasing a new Silent Hill, and like with the way that Silent Hill's probably been being mishandled by a lot of development mm-hmm. people that took over after Team Silent, and uh, yeah, to have it in the capable hands of. Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro, who is a perfect pairing for a Silent Hill game, yep. um, was just, it was lightning in a bottle. And uh, and then they let it go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is it. it. It just, it didn't come to anything, which I think would be extremely, now, oh, maybe, I was away to say maybe the full game I would have played, but maybe I'd have watched somebody play it on YouTube and uh, <laughs> from the safety of being able to throw my phone across the room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, like, um, going back to going back to rockstar for um for announcements and stuff like that is there mm-hmm. any kind of thing you would um you would like in terms of announcements like I, do you want like the teasers do you want the tinfoil hat theories do you want uh do you want just uh, like a an event for it or do you want what what's what what's your dream like gta 6 announcement i uh, 
I would say a little bit of everything. Yeah, the game's available today. Uh, go out and buy it. <laughs> Don't, because I wouldn't have time off work. Um, uh, yeah, uh, you know what? A little bit of, of everything. I think, you know, I mentioned the coordinates earlier. I think that kind of thing in this day and age, I think because uh, nothing secret, you know, we, we've spoken about quite a few things. I think nobody knew that PT was a, a, it even stood for playable trailer or playable teaser, um, yeah. uh, let alone what it was for. Yeah. Um, I think a company as large as Rockstar keeping things under wraps to be able to do that kind of stuff. You have to have yeah. a very, very small team of people in the know. Um, yeah. So I think sneaking something out there, something that, that isn't going to be on a forum or a, a meta kind of thing, like a Chile administrator kind of thing where everybody's going to be piling together to try and decipher what something means, um, mm. which leads you to another clue, which, you know, a few like real life kind of things, um, yeah. which leads to a date and that date in whatever, you know, June uh, is when a trailer starts to drop or, or it's in a website that is like nothing to do with gta you know you've got to go and find this url and oh the trailers are there yeah. waiting for you kind of thing um yeah i wouldn't mind a bit of a treasure hunt with this one i think mm. um rockstar are self-aware enough to know that there's umpteen forums there's umpteen people claiming to be you know leakers or, or insiders um yeah and they are they're all contradicting each other so i think you know it's, it's still upper hand rockstar um i would like to see a little bit of a mixture of a treasure hunt um that leads us to a, a definitive date and then just sit down. Cause I remember the, um, the second trailer for GTA five, uh, dropped and me and Ras, uh, last week's guest, we both worked together. Uh, we yeah. ran up to my flat cause I'm, uh, at the time I just lived around the corner from our work. Uh, we ran up there at lunchtime, didn't have lunch, sat and watched the trailer about 20 times and then went back to work. Um, <laughs> it was that big an event. It was huge. And then, of course, all the yeah. trailer breakdown, uh, brilliant YouTube channels and stuff afterwards. Uh, it was just, it was so entertaining to see that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I would yeah. like to see a little bit of a, a treasure hunt and a build up, you know, make mm-hmm. make something of it. Yeah, I, d- I, do, I do hope that like, um, like this whole build up and stuff like that to whatever is going to be GTA 6 is like how I felt when, um, when they announced The Force Awakens. I lost my shit to like <laughs> theories and uh yeah. and like any kind of leaks of concept art and stuff like that like I get my hands on I was just totally like engulfed in it and I remember sitting in a bar uh when the first trailer dropped for that and uh I went to the toilet to watch it because <laughs> the, the music was so loud and stuff like that and like I, I just remember going wow this is this is like so much more than I thought it was because I like, I heard like there was like leaks about what the, what was going to be in the trailer and stuff like that mm. and uh yeah I've just I don't think I've ever been more excited for like a film than I was for that film and like that was possibly one of my best cinema experiences as well was finally getting to see that in the cinema yeah uh, so I hope I hope like we have like enough excitement and build and stuff like that for this just to make it like this game something special i think so there's there's one of two ways that it could go it's either uh, it's either going to over deliver or or everyone's going to be disappointed and i don't think rockstar would take this long on something that's going to disappoint i think we're looking at something extremely special um and i think it's going to reward us for our patience um yeah so 
you brought up something really, really interesting there. And, and, and I, I do, it, depending on what it is, I do either the same or I, or I don't do the same. Before, yeah. uh, when I was younger, I used to read every single magazine. I used to read every single feature. Then when YouTube came out, I started watching all these breakdowns. And all the way up to the run-in of GTA 5, there was a great YouTube channel um, or great YouTube show uh, called GTA 5 O'Clock. And okay. every Wednesday at five o'clock, there'd be a new video out. Now, That's nice. These guys were, were both uh, journalists for, for uh, big uh, magazines and and, um, and websites. So they, they were actually, at halfway through the series, they were actually invited up. They met Leslie Benzies, uh, who oh, we've nice. spoken about previously, uh, who showed off a little bit of a demo of the, of the game. Um, by this point, they were telling him what the map was like. So it's just so interesting because like they they got a tour of like yeah. Los Santos and they just yeah. went round Los Santos, the actual city. They saw some lights off in the distance. Goes, oh, what's that? Is that is that the um, like the little kind of shanty town, blah blah blah, up on the coast? And he just apparently the uh, Leslie Benji turned and goes, shit, boys, you're good, because uh, they had pieced <laughs> together all this stuff and they were giving. Yeah. Given us the the viewer at home all this information mm-hmm. uh, and trailer breakdowns and and speculation and they were absolutely on the money. Yeah. Now. I don't know anymore if I'm that same person. I don't know if I want to know these things. Mm. I don't know if I'm going to go on a media blackout and uh, try and avoid any anything that could be construed as a spoiler. So when something comes out, are you uh, get all information or are you, uh, I don't want any spoilers. I don't want to know anything until I experience it myself. Um, well, why I just said about Star Wars there, like I think that's the only time that I've done that. Like the only okay. every every other time I I want to be like in the dark as much as possible. I'll read up maybe a little bit. Like if there's like official trailers and stuff like that, I'll watch them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in terms of like theories and like leaks and everything like that, like um, like I didn't uh, I didn't read into the Last of Us two leaks when they happened. No. Um, which uh, I feel like that would have. Um, totally ruined my experience of that game Mm -hmm. and um, yeah so I would like to be kept in the dark as much as possible but um, or just watch enough just to get me excited yeah yeah I I, I totally agree I think you know doing this is is a little bit different now because I think I have to keep my ear to the ground a little bit more yeah Yeah. rather than just kind of ignore everything Um, yeah Although we're not going to get any scoops, unless anybody wants to come on and give us any scoops. Yeah, so feel free. Feel free, yeah. <laughs> Drop us a line, grantheftpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> but um, I do feel that we're uh, we're in a world now that, um, there, well, there's you know there's so much misinformation out there as well. So oh, yeah, much yeah. stuff is, is kind of fake. And, and you mentioned Last of Us 2 there. Um, I think that game was very different from the way the trailers almost portrayed it. Um, yeah, they did the, they did the Marvel thing. And Marvel do this a lot in terms of like just like trying to keep everything spoiler free and yeah. everything like that. Which, like, I, I'm all for if it makes the experience better. Yeah. Uh, and um, so they'll have like trailers that uh, like have like are like mish like there's different characters and different scenes and stuff like that. And uh, was it Thor Ragnarok that had. Like when he came down from uh, at the end and stuff like that, and he had his lightning powers. Like they didn't have his eye cut. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And when, when and when he did get his eye cut in the film, uh, I think in 
uh, was it Infinity War? Um, Hulk was in the Battle of Wakanda, but uh, like proper Hulk, yeah, yeah, not Hulk Buster. Uh, so they do things like that. And Last of Us Two, I think they swapped a lot of things out just to preserve like the big main twist that happens in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that that didn't annoy me at all when that happened. Uh, I still I still love that story um, through and through. And uh, yep. yeah, I feel like they need to do this. Like there's like in films and stuff like that, they, you can have like fake scripts and fake, like uh, they'll, they'll like put out like fake, like kind of leaks and stuff like that just to throw people off, which I think is like, you have to do that. Otherwise, like everything will just be spoiled and no one will have... No one will be surprised anymore. <laughs> no, this is it. And I'm no. 100% okay with that. I'd rather talk for a year about something and get yeah. right into it only to play yeah. the game or watch the film and realise yeah. actually yeah, they protected us. And I think that's what it is. It's about protecting our experience. Yeah, yeah. I want to be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your favourite game announcement ever? If you can pick one. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Um... So I think, like like I said at the start, like I'm a massive, absolutely massive fan of Resident Evil, and um, Resident Evil Two is like one of my absolute favorite games of all time. And uh, the announcement that they had for the remake of Resi Two was, um, I think it was it was years before we got first trailer, but it was uh, one of the producers, and he had. <laughs> Uh, no this is definitely one of my favorites <laughs> I, I was just thinking about it and i'm just like yeah this is definitely one of my favorites so basically he was standing in front of a, a tv that said resident mm-hmm. evil 2 remake and basically just saying we've heard we've heard the fans and stuff like that we know that resident evil 2 is a beloved uh, installment in the franchise and uh, uh so we are going to remake it um they had no date or no time and stuff like that but they had like <laughs> he had this t-shirt and it was just a really badly translated japanese t-shirt and it was like we do it <laughs> brilliant <laughs> so so the whole slogan for resident evil 2 remake is we do is it we do it <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing you know what i think mine and i think was it the year that everybody started chanting sony 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 but i just remember um the presenter for sony's uh, e3 walking along the stage and they projected like a mirror image of Crash Bandicoot under his steps. That was amazing. One of the coolest things ever. And it didn't really uh, acknowledge it in any way. They just let you kind of sit there and look and figure out what was going on. Yeah. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, no, it was, that was, that was well done. And like the, the announcement for that was, uh, so the, the gameplay that they showed off was, I think it was the Skylanders thing. Cause it was like, Crash has come to Skylanders and you're like, oh, great cool yeah oh, awesome thanks awesome <laughs> and um and then but then after after that they were like oh by the way uh we're remaking one two and three from the ground up yep and you're like oh my god <laughs> yeah yep. um, that was great yeah that was that was a great one yep. I, again a nice subtle very cool unique way of doing it yeah um i'll always remember uncharted 4 uh where i think you got a little bit of a voiceover i don't think it was super it was just a a black screen a little bit of nolan north's voice yeah but then it was a zoom in on his face and you saw every wrinkle and pore and everything moving on on uh nate's face on nate drake's face yeah Yeah, and it just it was it was kind of and again that was one where 
they always at E3, they always keep the crowd in a little bit, their mics up, yeah, and yeah. everyone was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> started going crazy just at Nate's face, and that's all they needed to show. Um, I think um, I think another one was um, when they properly announced the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yes, and they had like uh, they had like the first official proper trailer for it, uh, and they had a release date for it, which was um, that was incredible. <laughs> you heard murmurs the whole way through that trailer until you saw the sword. Yeah, and then everybody just went lost, mental, lost their shit. It was great, <laughs> but I also think they're they're maybe going to do something with this extend uh, enhanced version uh, with a third version of of GTA Five. I think okay. Uh, um, it would be great if you downloaded it mm-hmm. and the splash screen said GTA 6. That or, would be cool. And then just coming soon. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, when it's got the um, the flashing police lights and you get the stars coming yeah, up yeah. and the logo comes up. Yeah. I would love to see it pop, that turn into 6, then turn into coming soon and then just bugger off with the game and then you carry on playing. That would be that cool. That would be a good way of dropping it. That would be it. very cool. That would be ace. Or, like, or they could just go balls to the wall and uh, you get that copy of GTA 5 uh, plug it in and then uh, opens up with the trailer for GTA 6 oh that'd be so good just a little voiceover of an unknown voice mm-hmm. telling us about a thing yeah and then oh like oh I smuggle drugs I'm a, I'm a bad criminal man yeah and then just that <laughs> just exactly that <laughs> I smuggle drugs I'm a bad guy <laughs> GTA 6! <laughs> so now it's time to have a look back at some of the characters that have helped shape the GTA world. This week is the last week of our current run of this feature, uh, and we are looking over GTA 5. Yet another game that's so big we're going to do this feature in two parts, mm-hmm. but not too complicated that we need any help. So we're going to go this one alone. Yes, yes we are. Uh, we don't need no experts. We are... Uh, we are strong, independent gamers that can make our own decisions. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are. We've, we've learned from the two experts and we're just going to take what we've learned and yeah, run with it now. Especially. But uh, yeah, what, a, what an absolutely monumental game this is. Like, isn't this like the biggest entertainment property in, in existence? It is. I think it's the first game that I can think... I think it's the only game I can think of that has actually spawned... Like, um, had a lifespan over three gen- console generations. Mm-hmm. Yep. As well. And, um, yeah, this thing was huge. It was a, an absolute event. I think that's it. I think when it came out, it definitely, it was a huge event. I mean, I was there at midnight. Yeah, um, I was there at midnight as well. It was great. I went home, installed it. It auto-plays the first... Um, the first mission so i quickly played the first mission uh yeah. and then put myself to bed made sure i went to sleep so i could get up first thing the next morning and i had two weeks off to play i took a, a holiday i called it my grand theft holiday <laughs> a grand theft holiday i like yeah that. that's it that's it that's where we got the name for this from so uh yeah no like um there's been like very few games that uh, like i've done like midnight openings and mm-hmm. stuff like that and uh just big events and games so like uh the like the ones i can remember off the top of my head like uh not midnight openings but like was extremely excited to have it and pre-ordered it and stuff like that was like metal gear solid 2 uh vice city was definitely one of them um was a couple of couple of the Call of Duties, but that was mainly due to my friends playing it, and mm-hmm. uh, we did go a couple of the midnight openings. Um, Halo Three, 
mm-hmm. was one. And uh, GTA Five, I think, was possibly the last kind of one I went to. And that was big. Uh, it was. Yeah, just queues out the door and everything like that. But uh, yeah, just everything leading up to GTA Five releasing... Uh, and the step above four in terms of like graphics and how much was on the disc and everything like that. Like it mm-hmm. was, I think it was one of the first kind of like seventh gen console games that had like a data disc. As your install, yeah. yeah I yeah. had to install it and then you had your play disc as well. So yeah, this is a huge, huge monumental game. I can't, I can't say that enough. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, we've uh, we've talked enough about the praise of GTA Five and uh, and how we've kind of experienced it and stuff. But like, we should probably get into the get into the nitty gritty, get into the uh, the meat to veg and horse testicles of it all. <laughs> yep, <laughs> definitely. Uh, this is a unique uh, GTA Three, as in you have three playable protagonists. And I believe this was an idea that they were toying with um, in, I think, the early stages of GTA 4. Mm-hmm. Like, they were going to be have a story told through three different perspectives. Yep. But uh, it never got round, never got realized and stuff like that. So it seems to me like Rockstar keep, they keep coming up with uh, ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, in the development stages of some games and then they don't implement them for that game, but then they bring it into the next one just so they've got more time to kind of realize it. Yes. But yeah, um, yeah, three characters. And uh, that was obviously the unique selling point of that game. And uh, I'll just come out of the bat and say it, like this um, trio of characters mm-hmm. is fantastic. Like they're all... Yeah. They're all very unique characters, and but they seem almost like a reflection of things that have come before them. Yes, and um, I can't remember if if we had this in one of the earlier episodes or if we didn't have this in one of the earlier episodes. But yeah, taking each of the characters and relating them back to either a previous GTA protagonist mm-hmm. or uh, or the actual player themselves. Yes. But yeah, we should probably start with the actual um, actual start of the story with uh, Linford in North Yankton. Yes. Yeah. And what is going on down there? It's it's a great opener. It's yeah. a, it's a fantastic way of being able to again, you know, you, you switch it on, you get the installation, and then the first thing that pops up is is like you say, uh, North Yankton nine years ago, um, where you meet. Two of your main protagonists. Yep. Um, and quite a pivotal character as well, yeah. although we don't get to, to know him too much. No, no. Very short-lived, but uh, yeah, he's very integral to the um, rest of the story, shall we say. Very yeah. much. Yeah, very much, very much. So the, the first player we get to control is Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, all we know of Michael is that he's in the middle of a, a heist, yeah. uh, part of a crew, mm-hmm. and you get introduced to some really nice mechanics within this game. Um, yeah. GTA moved away from, and I, again, I absolutely love this. Uh, moved away from walk here, push a button, yep. to interactive environments where uh, you're introduced to it by by aiming your gun yep. at a couple of hostages, mm-hmm. and by doing that and not taking any action, they know that they're being held up, and they go through into the little room so you can lock them away. Yeah, um, 
a beautifully paced, mind-blowing little moment for me <laughs> at three in the morning after a couple of pints. I was just like, no, oh, this is so good. Oh, man. I, that, that, just, like, that just reminds me of, like, just little things that would happen. Like, I, I think uh, for me, the Metal Gear series has been the one that's done that the mm-hmm. most to me in terms of, like, yes. oh, my God, you could do this. Oh, my God, you could do yep. that. And, like... Like from GTA, you know, from uh, Metal Gear Solid Two, being able to kind of like peek around corners and shoot and uh, and hold up guards and That's everything it. like that, like just those little things and things that would react to the the real world. Like, how would you you would imagine things would react in the real world? Yeah, when games manage to pull that off really well, uh, yep. that is something else. Um, but you also don't want things obviously to be too realistic in terms of that they need to be fun they need to be um it's a game it's essentially a game yes this is it yeah but when yeah but when they do little things like let's say you shoot a fire extinguisher it pops up Mm -hmm. a cloud of smoke and you've got cover in there that's cool um if you chuck a grenade down and guys run away from it and stuff like that enemy ai reacts to that like that's yep that's all little fantastic little things it's all the little horse testicle things which is (laughs) which is fantastic it's just all horse testicles (laughs) yeah yeah so that was my first kind of mind blow and that's when i knew we were playing a next generation game Yeah, yeah um considering this was on the same generation as as gta 4 yes um you could tell that they just found an extra gear uh, and that what we were going to see was was absolutely special. So yeah. um, so a nice little tutorial, uh, first of all, there. Mm-hmm. We move through, we, we grab some money and uh, Michael gets uh, kind of ambushed by a guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where we, we first see uh, the character switching mechanic uh, yeah. and we get to take over everyone's favourite, Trevor. Trevor. Yeah. Again, just a nice subtle way of just being able to introduce something like that. Yeah. I remember... Was it one of the first gameplay trailers and they showed off, I think it's like one of the heists in the mid game. And um, it is basically uh, you have, I think it's like Michael's in the building and Trevor's in the helicopter and uh, you go to Trevor to shoot out the window and you go to Michael to grab the guy and stuff like that. And just seeing like how you can sort of plan those little things. And like this game, like hyped up heists so much very in much. terms of like planning and stuff like that and we'll get into it properly but uh yeah just seeing that like that was absolutely mind-blowing and then being able to do like that little tutorial at the start where michael's being held hostage you just you switch over to trevor to shoot the guard that was cool it was, was very very cool. very cool yeah um instantly you understand how it works and you're like right off we go let's let's get on with yeah. this um very cool. You're not introduced to, to Franklin. You don't see him on the wheel either. Um, and I get it just made no, me no. kind of think, oh, there's a third. Where's, oh, how are we going to meet this third character? Yeah. And there's a fourth slot as well. There is a fourth little slice <laughs> of that, um, that pie up at the that, top there. I wonder what that yeah. could be for. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that soon. We shall. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we, we, we get that one. And then uh, instantly we, we kind of get a little bit of character switching as we, as we somebody sets a, a, a mine or a, somebody sets an explosive and then we yeah. go through. And then Trevor walks up to a, a switch, which I think you're um, you're prompted to do. Uh, yeah. But again, there's no like push button here. It's yeah. just straight up to it. The game kind of takes over, mini kind of almost cutscene, yeah, uh, yeah. and Trevor pushes the switch for you. And again, just those kind of wee things, just just showing that if if you can think you can do it, we're not gonna we're not gonna insult you by pushing a button here. Yeah, we know that this button needs pushed. Just walk yeah. up to it; it'll push the button. Carry on. There's no kind of like 
changing and or doing stuff and I, again just thought that was fantastic definitely but yeah uh, so they um managed to pull off the heist with uh, minimal <laughs> resistance and then obviously going out and as soon as they escape uh, our friend brad gets uh, <sighs> oh, brad gets, gets shot he does so this is uh an interesting kind of part of the game i feel um yeah. because on, on first kind of when everything happening uh, around you, you you know you're in you're in kind of like fight or flight mode I guess in in GTA you're yeah thinking about who you're supposed to be taking out and this this sniper kind of takes aim uh, and Brad just walks right in front of it yeah um that bullet is meant for Trevor yes and Brad takes it by him and this is where the plan this is where Plan B starts happening for for the situation that's happening here so yeah it's it's now becoming apparent michael's already cut this deal like off the record with dave norton um and it's dave with the the um with the sniper rifle yeah yeah michael's essentially going to give up he's going to rat out um his group and he's going to get out of the criminal lifestyle to do that he needs rid of trevor yes which is where the bullet is supposed to be going yes um brad is going to take the fall he's going to spend the rest of his life in jail yeah and it, it seems a little bit unclear, but I think Michael's supposed to take like a, a dummy bullet yeah. um, and fake his own death to get out of it all. Yes. Uh, and from there on, Dave's actually on Michael's pay. Yeah. Michael's paying Dave monthly to keep keep quiet, keep everyone yeah. out of there. He changes his name and he disappears. Yeah, Michael changes his name from, uh, what was his original name? Michael Tynley. Yeah, Michael Tynley changes his name to DeSanta. It's like Michael's doing it for he is doing it for his family at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Like he like he knows that the lifestyle he's chosen is quite dangerous and comes with its own hazards and stuff. Very so much. he wants out and also uh in terms of uh his relationship with Trevor and how <laughs> volatile Trevor is as a person. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, he wants out and I think that's the only way he can think of getting out of this. Uh, but yeah, everything kind of goes a bit awry with that, with obviously like Brad taking the bullet instead of Trevor. Yeah. And then um, and then afterwards, after all this, uh, we sort of flash forward nine years. We do. Yeah. So Trevor thinks Brad's in jail, but Brad's dead. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's uh, very, very confusing. But we don't see Trevor for a good while after after the first mission. That's right. And I thought, again, from a kind of gameplay point of view, I thought that was quite, uh, it was quite an interesting, quite exciting thought um, in the way that yeah. they kind of cut that kind of part off and they make you play, I think it's about five or six hours. Um, yeah. Without without Trevor be kind of being in it, and it, it does give you that yeah, little yeah. bit of separation. It gives you a little bit of kind of bonding time with Franklin. Um, but you get used yeah. to Trevor not being there uh, until you you yeah. eventually you know you re meet Trevor uh, and you find out what a, a grade A psycho he is. Um, it's uh, yep. it's worth pointing out um, just when uh, Michael gets captured by the uh, the security guard very quickly. He um, he drops a little movie quote. Um, 
you forget thousands yes. of things every day make sure this is one of them which yeah. will come back up later on um so i just thought it would be worth yeah. pointing that one out definitely but yeah um so yeah we've uh, we flash forward uh nine years and uh Michael DeSanta mm-hmm. is uh, is currently in therapy. He is. And um, yeah, it's just a kind of great kind of sort of internal character moment that we do get from Michael mm-hmm. in this uh, kind of cut scene and sets him up as a character. And I think, um, I think we discussed this saying that um, Michael's pretty much uh, Tommy Versetti in terms of as a character. They just share a lot of like similarities mm-hmm. in terms of like how they carry themselves as a person yeah. and the type of life that they're in and stuff like that whereas like i think michael's a little bit more reserved than tommy obviously tommy mm-hmm. is very much like scarface cocaine and all that yep. kind of jazz whereas like michael's just like a basically a small well not a small time crook like he was quite successful yeah. as a crook and stuff like that but he's been out of the game for a while and he kind of gets brought back into the fray and stuff like that so uh yeah you can kind of see a lot of similarities and then uh moving across to another gta protagonist uh franklin obviously shares a lot of similarities with cj as well from san andreas yeah yeah they they're going with franklin being the the kind of the upstart the younger upstart the entrepreneur yeah um the the hopeful optimist the um like the eyes of the player like you, you kind of see yeah franklin's almost like your fish out of water yeah he kind of he gets gets dragged into it. I, I think the the handover between michael and and franklin when you when they first kind of encounter each other in a chance chance meeting as michael's sitting outside uh having been kind of ripped off by his therapist yet again um michael's very jaded he's yeah, yeah. i think i think what he wanted when he got out of it he's not gonna yeah. get you know he got out of the crime to be a family man and it's just it's not working out he's just yeah things are falling not, apart is uh it really is it really is his wife is uh like cheating on him and stuff like that yeah um and uh he's got like kids that are like he can't control and everything like that and they're just becoming a problem this is it so he he's very disillusioned by i mean he moved to hollywood he loves films uh that's one of his biggest kind of character traits he moved to hollywood i think to be closer to that he's got millions in the bank i think he was kind of hoping to maybe just stumble upon or or to get into to movie production which again something that we'll we'll get into a bit later on um and it's just none of his dreams are coming true he's finding himself getting older and he's just he's he's now just the old man on the bench uh when franklin and lamar walk past uh and they ask yeah uh i think they ask directions to to a house um and then we pick up like you say we pick up with franklin who again is being dragged into uh some uh (laughs) dodgy dealings by by a friend not really his choice but definitely um, first time we get in a vehicle properly and uh get to tear around and see again how many times do we see this with Grand Theft Auto is your first mission or your, you know, your first kind of outing into the city is just a great tour around yeah. this beautiful world we're going to be spending a lot of time in. Yeah, going on from leading on from last week's episode with GTA 4 in terms of like how if we had issues with the the controls and the floatiness or the like mm-hmm. the weight on the cars and everything like that, how much snappier and responsive these controls are for driving. Yeah. And very much. Yeah. And does this does this introduce character specific powers? Or is this Yes. Yes it does. Okay. 
So it does. Yeah. Use. So it's a, that's another like really great mechanic that is added to GTA Five, mm-hmm. and uh, like they kind of steal things for, obviously from other games that they've done. Like, um, is it Michael's one has Deadeye? Has he got Deadeye? Basically, yeah. Yeah, from Red Dead, and uh, Franklin has a driving assist as in like things, right. things kind of slow down but you can handle better and stuff like that mm-hmm. so you can weave yourself in and out of traffic which was so cool like going going down the highway and just seeing a tiny little gap that your car could just fit through clicking that button in and just making sure you get into that it was this nice is a, it saved so many kind of like controller through the tv moments uh oh yeah definitely which you had which you had with four <laughs> yes yeah yeah so like franklin is absolutely fantastic to drive about with and uh with trevor once we get back to him and stuff like that basically he just has a rampage he does yeah, yeah. rampage button. <laughs> so yeah like we said like michael is essentially tommy versetti mm-hmm. uh franklin is essentially cj mm-hmm. uh but trevor obviously is supposed to be the embodiment of uh just the let's say the casual gta player that just goes in and just rampages the hell out of it he's the sort of personification of all the bad things that uh gta kind of allows you to do but Mm -hmm. it's obviously your choice if you do them or not exactly and um pretty much all the controversy of this game was evolved well pretty much revolved around him yeah once once we get to his introduction uh there's so many parts of it have been bundled into him uh i think it's absolutely fantastic so um so we get taken through to uh again quite a pivotal it seems he seems like a little chance meeting but um nice little bit of of tutorial there where um franklin and lamar get a, a wanted level having um taken the two cars for uh for uh repossession yeah yeah and you get to see the new wanted level uh, mechanic, where you got the little cones of vision and yeah. Uh, how did how did you feel about that um, in terms of uh, going away from like GTA Four circle radius? I, I think it's a lot better because it just means that you could either get away with just hitting the accelerator and piling down the highway, um, yeah, and just hope, hoping that there's nothing kind of coming on uh, oncoming traffic that, yeah, that yeah. you would kind of see. Um, but you're at the mercy of other traffic and uh, you know other things from there. Whereas yeah. GTA 5 is a lot more dynamic. You could kind of turn a corner and hide down an alleyway. And if yeah. you're in a, a little kind of like doorway or something, you know, a little, if you can break line of sight, then you'll get away with it. You could yeah. be standing right next to the person, but as long as they cannot physically see you, uh, you'd get away with it. So I, I thought it was a far better way of doing it. Uh, and I think it made yeah, for no. more dynamic kind of cop chases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, like it is a it's a good evolution and it's obviously something that uh they've like the cone shaped thing is obviously like a metal gear kind of thing yep. like we've been accustomed accustomed to that and that like that was that was one of those little game changing moments where it was just like oh my god if i if i hide around this corner and i'm out of that cone of vision <laughs> then that that then i'm i'm yep. safe uh, which is very very cool so yeah no i really really like this um what it's system <laughs> in gta 5 yeah. i think it's very well implemented very much so very much so I, I, again something that was evolved um more into red dead 2 um where you actually had yeah. witnesses and again you'd you'd get witnesses within uh, gta 5 who had mobile phones and if you saw them taking out their mobile yeah. phone they would phone the police um yeah. so even if there was no police present there would be always be something i remember friends of mine coming around um yeah and i bumped into so I, I accidentally mowed somebody over uh 
And yeah. I, I looked inside a vehicle and somebody was pulling out their phone and I just turned around and shot them. Uh, and my friend was like, what the hell is yeah. that for? I was like, no witnesses. They will phone the police. And then I, like, <laughs> I got a little bit too into it. <laughs> no witnesses. No witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> good 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 uh yeah so um where, where are we now in the story um, um well once we lose our um once we lose our, our one level and we get through there we we meet Simeon, uh who oh yeah, yeah is a bigger character than he seems he um has obviously been doing this for years mm-hmm. um if we go with the the theory that uh online is, is set before gta 5 yeah and um, yeah, so we meet Simeon, uh, who offers Franklin some some work. Uh, and one of the first missions you get from him is to go and repossess a car, uh, a yellow Jeep that has just been bought by one mm-hmm. Jimmy DeSanta. Okay. Yeah. So another little world colliding. I think it's, it's something that this game does really well is just like how how it paces itself Mm -hmm. and how all the characters just seem to interact very well together like uh, and it doesn't seem like it's just like okay we're we're michael now uh, randomly we just go to franklin Mm -hmm. or randomly we just go to trevor it's all very purposeful very much yeah yeah when it when it comes down to those core missions um you're right it's, it's very purposeful it's 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 very well written and very compactly written um yeah, but a really nice stealth section to to go through the house and. But you realise that wily old Michael's a little bit too clever for you. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. Like, uh, like you're driving away with the car and stuff like that, and then you just like it's like in gameplay as well, yes. which is fantastic. You're just driving along, and uh, you just if you look in the car and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you can actually see like Michael in the back of it, which is so cool. And then as soon as like you can see him coming up. And coming around and uh, taking the gun to you and stuff like that, but then it's uh, like it once once he's fully upright and stuff like that, it does switch to like a, a cutscene yes. and stuff like that. But like uh, just those little things, like like if you do look in the car, like before you go into it in the back, you do see like a kind of like a Michael shaped blanket over the top of a Michael shaped blanket <laughs> over the back, yeah. It's good because I, I drive in first person uh, in GTA Five. Yeah, yeah. Um, it cut away and it pulls pulls back into the third person camera. Um, yeah, I was yeah. Like, what the hell's going on? This is is my controller broken? Why is it pushing buttons? But you know, then you realise yeah, what's yeah. going on. So it does give you that um, that kind of a, a emergent kind of gameplay or that that kind of rolling cutscene, which I thought was was absolutely outstanding. So yeah, this is um, obviously Michael and Franklin first properly mm-hmm. meeting, properly talking to each other and everything like that. And uh, yeah, it's how their relationship starts. And it's a very student-teacher, mentor kind of uh, relationship that they do have. Um, Michael sees something in Franklin that maybe like it's him when he was younger yeah. and full of ambition and everything like that. And he kind of almost wants to vicariously like relive that. I think that's a good point, yeah. I think that there's an yeah. element, because he's got out of it, because he's he's just so annoyed with his new life i think he he does want yeah. to relive a little bit of those uh those moments through through uh franklin at least at the start uh until we we get into the motivation for michael getting back into the game yeah, yeah. which comes in the way of uh a very hot-headed um reaction to finding the the tennis coach and amanda de santa um oh yeah in bed together which is is 
I, I, yeah. Again, one of those kind of moments uh, in GTA that just always stands out. Oh yeah, def- definitely. And uh, like, I don't know, like, like Michael knew, like he he knew something was mm-hmm. up, and like he knew that it was probably going to be her cheating on, and and so he uh, like basically almost tried to force a, a, like a, a scenario where they would yeah. he would catch yeah. them. And instead of being angry at her, because she was probably the one that instigated Mm -hmm. it and everything like that, uh, he does the the manly thing and takes it out on the guy. And it, like, goes absolutely wild. And it's got no no fault to do with his missus or anything like that. It's all him and uh he finds out that uh well he finds out that the tennis coach is living in this big massive like kind of apartment thing over a cliff that has like this massive balcony bit and he's like do you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna tear it down (laughs) i'm gonna attach a cable and drive and pull this thing down and he does he does and he's like yes revenge but haha it's <laughs> the wrong house it is it is um <laughs> and what a wrong house to pull down and destroy yeah we find out that that house um quite quickly we we get a phone call from a mr martin madrasso yes um yeah who is a massive drug lord yes he is massive yeah. drug lord and yeah, he is pissed. He's very pissed. I think the coach yeah. even says, he goes, do you think that was my house? Do you think I could afford that on a tennis coach yeah. wage? But yeah, like I think Michael Michael was frustrated, but like he just wanted something to take his anger and his frustration out yeah. on. And like he very much single, single-mindedly focused on this. Uh, didn't give it much thought. Nope. If he maybe took a second to think and stuff, the guy would have went, oh, wait a minute, like, like it kind of doesn't add up sort of thing but yeah uh, yeah um the owner of the house is obviously very 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 pissed and comes after uh michael and this is i think franklin's there as well at that point franklin's with him yeah because franklin pops around um basically say will you kind of mentor me or do you have any work for me that kind of thing um yeah 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 and michael's kind of doing as usual it's like ah you don't really want this life blah 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 look at me and he's just just a grumpy old man um yeah, yeah. Until this all kind of kicks off. And uh, of course, Michael's just instantly like, right, Franklin with me. Uh, and the whole time, Frank's like, yeah. are you sure this is a good idea? It's like, are, are, yeah. are we actually going to do, okay, <laughs> yep, we're doing this. Um, and yeah. as they pull down that house, as they pull down the balcony. Um, yeah. I think it's a great point. I think Michael created that whole situation himself. Um, it wasn't necessarily just Amanda and the tennis coach. Um yeah, yeah. Michael kind of saw a way of of justifying him letting a little bit of anger out and yeah, yeah. maybe doing something a little naughty because he'd been hankering to do something a little naughty. But yeah, it's kind of like so. That's I think we're coming up to the end of about Act One uh, of the kind of story, and this obviously kicks off the next section and stuff like that, which is obviously they need to get 2.5 million dollars is it yeah i think it's about 2.5 million dollars to pay back uh the property damage that uh, michael has caused and michael can only think of the one thing to do in this situation which is to get back in the game basically yeah um because that's that's what he's good at that's what he does um yeah and what an introduction to some phenomenal mechanics that you get in this game. Um, 
Yeah. You get in, first of all, you get introduced to to Lester. Um Yeah. Great character. Who, like Lester. Yeah, he is he is absolutely great. He's he's quippy, sarcastic. He he knows that he's kinda in in over his head, or I think he has been in over his head in the past. Yeah, yeah. But you can see by the way he lives, um, his his sheer intelligence that he's he's made himself invaluable to to these guys and, yeah. and uh, is obviously the brains behind the operation. Um a great character. Kind of um have you seen the movie Heat? Uh yes. Very very cool. He he kind of pops up in Heat uh in that there's a in fact, I I think Michael DeSanta is purely Robert De Niro in that film yeah. cuz I mean he wears a gray suit. Um has like duffel bags of money over his shoulder. Yeah. Um and he goes to a guy uh in a wheelchair and asks for a well, gets a job from him basically gets a tip for a a bank heist to go and and do um yeah. which is obviously very much been expanded into Lester but um Lester's definitely more of a character like but I I kind of got like like almost zero kind of vibes but not as just silly as zero is yes but yeah like I kind of got like yeah like a like he's a more kind of serious kind of tech head and stuff like that but like he's seen yeah like uh Lester's seen some shit and uh and he kind of knows like what to expect from this lifestyle and stuff like that but he's like michael in terms like he is good at his job and he is very he knows exactly what part he plays in this the kind of reunion uh is very interesting because yeah lester lester does seem aware that he knew michael wasn't dead oh yeah yeah. um he seems aware of, of of kind of what happened but decided to i i guess leave it um he tracked trevor for a little while uh, yeah. was kind of aware he knew that obviously brad wasn't in jail um and that um dave um had been basically posing as as um as brad and sending letters to to trevor to keep the facade up yeah, yeah. um so yeah he knew he knew exactly he knew fine well what was going on yeah um and i don't think it's very surprised to see michael turn up um yeah and basically ask for help, look for for a way of making this money. And I think he's just as excited as Michael is to get back into it, even though both of them will kind of grumble about it a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, they know that, like, when they're in it and stuff like that, like, it, it can cause, like, so much problems and so much hassle and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, like, it's, like they say, it's something that they're good for. And, uh, like, they, they know exactly what they're doing. And, uh, yeah, they're just mm-hmm. good at it. Yeah, very much, very much. Um. So yeah, he starts introducing you to some very cool stuff, like mm. recruiting people. Yeah. Um, so you can build up your own crew um, mm. with varying different kind of um, almost RPG elements to it. Some, yeah. some people are better drivers, some people are better gunmen. Yeah. Uh, and, some people are a bit hot-headed. Yeah, and the more you use them, uh, the more they kind of level up as well, which is yeah. which is yeah. excellent. Uh, so going all the way back to Vice City, when this is uh, like yeah. just introduced as a heist mechanic robbing a bank, that kind of yep. thing and like each game having some form of like heist or mission based like that so you get a crew together and mm-hmm. uh go along this and basically gta 5 just realizing that it, like this is the this was the biggest selling point for gta 5 yeah and they threw so much of like uh the marketing stuff towards heists and how they were structured how you how they worked in the universe and stuff like that um and uh yeah like it kind of um i don't know about you but uh, i always felt that the heists like uh as fun as they were and uh, how awesome mm-hmm. they were in gta 5 
Um, I kind of got the impression from the marketing and stuff like that that it was going to be something that would occur so much. Like there'd be so many heists and yeah. you could choose which ones to do, which ones not to do and stuff like that. But like there was only a handful of heists, but uh, the amount of detail that went into them was really, really good. It was. It was just, I, I, I did think that there was going to be like more kind of like levels of heists in terms of like it could be smaller heists and then bigger heists and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't know if that was something that uh, maybe it was just like I was reading into it a, way, a bit too much. But yeah, maybe like you say, the a lot of the the trailers and things like that did heavily focus on it. And I think that's because previously in GTA Four, you know, the the big heist in the middle of that one, Three Leaf Clover, was was a fan favorite. Basically, it was the the standout moment, yeah. I guess, of of that whole game. So that they they really lent into it and and said to the fans, look here's a basically a game based around uh that one mission um it's it's it, it was an interesting one because the, the the story is very different from from the trailer oh, yeah, shocker yeah. enough oh yeah um, definitely yeah. you know they they kind of fleshed that one out and some of them are more ridiculous than others um yeah so it, it's it's an interesting one I, I i really enjoyed this first one i thought having choice within them as well yeah um so the, you know which way you yeah. go in it's the first one jewelry heist yeah it is, yeah. yeah. So, you, yeah. so you have like, um, so you could just run in guns blazing, or you could was it like trip the security system or something along those lines? Yeah, like uh, so you can enter in a bit more quietly and stuff like that. Uh, That's it. I always cameras. Yeah, I always chose the quieter option. I don't know why. Uh, I just I thought it'd be less hassle. I always preferred those options. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think I, I went with the the gas down the air vents and yeah, and, yeah, you know, all yeah. those kind of things and. Um, but yeah, like uh, planning like every little part of the heist was really fun. See, these are the parts I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I remember there's one mission uh, for one of the heists where you just got to steal the truck, go and park it behind, uh, I think it's a petrol station on the yeah. edge of the city. That's it. That was your, your mission. Yeah. And I think as a like a day's gameplay or like, a, you know, an in-game day's gameplay, that, yeah. was my, that was my wee job. I went and did that and it gave yeah. me plenty of time to go, I was like, oh, I'm up at this end attack. I'll go down to this ammunition. I'll go and stock yeah. up on some stuff. Then I'll go yeah. back. I'll, I'll do a manual save. And then, yeah. and it's, it's all those little things that, as we've talked before, it's it's how the open world distracts you in a storytelling or a, a world expanding mechanic. Yeah. Uh, and I really found it from the way they would do these setups for the heist. So I thought they were absolutely yeah. fantastic. No, they were great. And um, yeah, so yeah, this uh, this first heist of Robin the Jewelry Store, whatever way you managed to do it, uh, was pretty successful it was yep. a successful thing you managed to get the money together and um yeah you seem pretty good pretty happy with yourselves and uh it makes the news and everything like <laughs> that dave norton's back at your house and stuff like that and um knows that you guys have been doing that kind of stuff but he's just like, come on, like, guys, stay on the radar. We need to, like, kind of, like, not ruffle any feathers and stuff like that. But lo and behold, um, that quote that you mentioned yep. earlier on uh, gets said by the news reporter guy um, because I think Michael uttered it to one of the hostages, I believe. He bumps into somebody on the way out. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's been interviewed on the news, like you say, and uh, yeah, yeah. just like, oh, the guy said, uh, you forget a thousand things every day. Um, yeah. And you're like, oh, Michael. Yeah, so it, it's happening on TV. And then we cut to Trevor, who is, uh, let's let's just say, in a quite compromising position. He's uh, in a little bit of hot coffee. 
Um, yeah, he's, he's had a little bit of hot coffee, and <laughs> uh, and yeah, he um, <laughs> he stops midway, and he uh, he, because of this quote, and realizes like paste things together, uh, probably not as quickly as you probably should have. But uh, but he's getting there. Like maybe he's thinking, it's like, oh, is someone like using Michael's identity? Like yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah. the first thing he thinks of. Uh, but he he realizes like, oh, like right, Michael might not actually be dead. This is it. And then um, the person that Trevor was with at that point in time is is that the guy from the Lost in the Dam's girl? Yes, yes. <laughs> um. Ashley. Ashley. Okay. There we go. It's it's a very interesting introduction into into kind of Trevor because not only, like you say, that controversy is there. Yeah. In that, in San Andreas, they cut out that sex scene with with CJ and his girlfriend and they called it hot coffee and it was found in a mod. Yeah, yeah everything kicked off. So the first thing that you see in this big badass character is him utterly pummeling. uh, Yeah. We actually yeah. there. I, I, she's just there for the drugs. Oh I mean, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. When you go through um, Loss of the Damned, yeah. uh, she has a very tragic story arc, yeah. uh, and it's something that Johnny is. He's um, kind of damned if he does. Excuse the pun. Damned if he does. Damned <laughs> if he doesn't. Um, trying to save her, and they've obviously moved away. Yeah. Uh, from from Liberty City to, to get away from that, but just find themselves in, you know, the the cracked end of Sandy Shores. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Johnny bangs on the door. Um, basically, it's like oh, Ashley, are you in there again? Come again, on, again, yeah, come out and yeah. yeah, and just catches Trevor in the wrong mood. Yeah. And this is how badass we see Trevor yeah. is that he takes out a previous protagonist from another. Yeah, game. like that's huge. Johnny is dead. Like, oh yeah, he is dead, and he goes out very unceremoniously as well. Oh, he yeah, does just kicked to the curb and just head stomped, and uh, it basically like. Like like we said, like Trevor is almost like the um the vessel for um for GTA players to kind of just do whatever they kind of want. And mm-hmm. like yeah, it's just crazy. Like it's just so so it crazy. Is. But like, like that's Trevor as a person. He doesn't care. He doesn't even he doesn't think about the ramifications until probably straight after when he's 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 completely like he's seeing red. He's yeah, 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 yeah. going utterly mental and he thinks to himself, you know what? You're the leader of the Lost and the Damned out here in yeah. um, in Sandy Shores. I'll just go out and take out the whole <laughs> biker group. Yeah. So he goes in yeah. and basically says, "You guys gonna ha- just have to get out of my life. I'm just don't have the patience for you right now." Um, <laughs> speaks. <laughs> they say, "Wait until Johnny hears about yeah. this," and he talks to the bottom of yeah. his boot, which no. is lovely. <laughs> it's just that over the top, like just manic like rampagey behavior and like that gets gets us introduced to um obviously trevor's mechanic of uh his special ability which is just rampaging yes like and um and is it is is it steve og that voices trevor that's right steven og steven og um what a performance what an absolute performance i'm pretty sure he it's great he was up for like multiple awards for like uh like best voice acting and stuff like that because like he just brings so much life and joy to Trevor as a character. He does. It's one thing that all three of them are absolutely fantastic yeah. in, the, in the roles they play. Yeah. However, you can totally forgive and you can totally see how or why um, Stephen Ogg gets 
I think a little bit more or Trevor gets a little bit more love because he is he is that embodiment. I mean, if, yeah. if GTA four was really like dour and serious and dramatic, yeah. the and and, and you know, Brucey is the you know, the the one standout kind of part of that. Yeah, yeah. This takes it to a hundred. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it's just mental. He's just brilliant. Yeah, and just Trevor, uh, like as a character. Uh, once you start doing the character switching out of like <laughs> uh, cutscenes and stuff like that, uh, it does this very cool thing. So it goes to like a bird's eye view and it takes you mm -hmm. up into the world, finds the other player, and then brings you back down into it, which is like such a cool little mechanic thing. With yep. Trevor, you can be. <laughs> anywhere absolutely <laughs> yes. anywhere in the world and you could be wearing absolutely anything and you could be in some of the strangest situations ever like like the one i'm pretty sure everyone got was like at the top of mount Gilead. yep in his underwear yep and you're just like awesome <laughs> yeah totally or in a tutu or yeah sometimes you would cut to him and you'd be in the middle of a fight yeah and you'd have to quickly react and, and just get yourself into it <laughs> it was so good so good and it like it just it just emphasized like how crazy a character driver was it was it was they could have done anything they could have just like cut to it and he was you know sitting there doing nothing yeah, uh, yeah. all the characters could have just been like standing waiting for you to to inhabit them yeah um but the foresight or the thoughts you know to put those little things in there yeah. is just absolutely fantastic yeah like i mean like if you go to like michael or um or franklin and stuff like that they're usually either driving or like michael would be sitting at home watching tv or something like that um Truth. which is like um yeah it reflects their characters really well and like what they mm -hmm. do and stuff like that but like oh it's just just where's driver gonna be today that was yeah <laughs> that's good that was good that was very very good <laughs> um trevor has a mindset right now he needs to find out what the hell's going on he does like, is is michael alive is michael dead and uh he does a bit of digging di bit of investigating stuff like that and finds out that uh yeah michael's actually in los santos he does he's got um he's got his own little support network yes he uh, does <laughs> in in ron and wade yeah um I mean, I don't know how much support. I think, I think again, Trevor's just kind of keeping them doped up as much as possible, I think so, uh, yeah. just to keep them around. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as as Michael pointed out with with San Andreas, again, it's just a, another one of those beautiful moments where um, you get to know a, an area. You, you you know, you build up your mechanics. You, in this case, you do a great heist. Yeah. Uh, and then they use the the guise of lying low, and it, it takes you out of there, and it. it you don't get to go back into the city for for quite a few hours and you spend all this time with um with trevor mm -hmm. as he he gathers up intel and gathers, gathers up information as to uh what's going on with michael DeSanta, and he's got he's got the number one guy ron on the case there uh who <laughs> i absolutely love ron Ron's he's good. so good because yeah he, he's if lester is an embodiment of zero yeah. um then so is ron but from the other side of the tracks yeah, yeah, uh i would say so yeah so depending on where where Bar uh, he and Barkley uh, left off, yeah, yeah, uh, either zero one and he became Lester, yeah, uh, or he lost and uh, he became Ron. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the, that's the deciding factor. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. It. See what happened. Yeah. Um, I also love that uh, Ron's got his own um, talk radio show. Yeah. Um, and when you're talking about, uh, he's talking about Trevor, he changes names. Um, I, but <laughs> he tells you stories of things that have been happening. Again, wonderful world building stuff that 
if you didn't listen to the radio, if you if you changed it and put it to music or whatever, you just never stumbled across yeah. that radio show. You would never hear those things. But yeah, yeah, absolutely hilarious stories that just build Trevor into this utter mental, like just psychopath. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, uh, Trevor and uh, and his uh, two cronies end up uh, driving all the way to Los Santos. Uh, they've got who's who's it again? Is it a, is it a cousin or is it Floyd? Yeah, they go to yeah. Wade's cousin. Yeah, and uh, Floyd and Deborah. Yeah, Floyd and Deborah, and they live like in this like they basically just take over his like kind of apartment and stuff like that. Not really getting getting properly invited and stuff like that to it. No, um, but yeah, basically take over that until uh, until they're he's able to um, find out a little bit more about Michael and then obviously confront him. Yes. I think the single one thing that Michael DeSanta uh, fears was Trevor showing up. Yeah. I always got the impression, like, obviously, like, Michael was just like, no, I don't want the, I don't want Trevor to appear. I don't want him to ruin Mm -hmm. my life and stuff like that. But when Trevor comes back into his life, Mm -hmm. I kind of feel sometimes he's just, like, a bit grateful and he's just like, this is kind of like, like the old days and stuff like that so he's still kind of like yearning for his kind of old crime life and stuff like that and he's got like that kind of attachment to trevor that is Mm -hmm. like you're a bastard you're an utter bastard and you cause me so much grief and everything like that but i can't really properly disown you or anything like that because uh yeah we've been like so-called friends for years and years and years and you feel like Mm -hmm. you owe him that yeah yeah very much i think that's there's definitely that element i think there's there's an element of you know which way is this going to go yeah and and trevor plays it like i say he's he he doesn't he gets there a bit too slow i think yeah you know he i think he's just glad to see michael alive yeah yeah um and doesn't really question too much well what happened it's not till a lot later he goes well wait a minute they buried someone yeah yeah. so (laughs) whose funeral was that if it wasn't yours yeah um he doesn't go straight there he's just so glad turns up and it's just like mikey yeah you're still still alive yay yeah it's like like nothing really really happened sort of thing but like you're no there's that's eerie yeah that's very eerie and it has that underlying thing like you know how volatile trevor is and like he could just erupt at any second so it's quite literally like a grenade landing in the middle of the kitchen yeah not exploding yeah and you know it's gonna at some point yeah exactly but if you don't poke it yeah it might not happen yeah exactly and um but yeah like he's like he like you said he's just trying to piece together everything and stuff like that and understand Mm -hmm. like why michael did what he did and uh but that doesn't actually click for him until a bit further in the game doesn't it it's a lot later yeah yeah it's It's a lot lot later a lot later like so he i think michael puts on the persona that it's uh is dave's fault is it dave's fault (laughs) Uh, yeah they start kind of pointing towards the fib fib and stuff like that basically just to get kind of almost get michael off his back uh -hmm. oh no trevor off his back that's what i meant yep and uh (laughs) and uh like like what you were saying about uh he's like oh like so whose funeral was it and stuff like that and then it cuts to them obviously going and digging up the grave and and he finds that brad is in there and he does he's like he's still confused in terms like he's been getting letters from him and everything like that so like he's yeah. been to- like led to believe he's been alive for all these years so 
this is it. I don't think I don't think Trevor quite contemplated the, the size of that betrayal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how kind of premeditated it was as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. It, it was definitely something that I think is hit Trevor in in huge stages. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Because for a while, everything's kind of going okay. Um, they pull a couple of jobs. Um, but like you say, they, they go back up to, to North Yankton and uh, there's this the kind of revelation. Um, we, again, we lose Trevor a little. Um, he goes off uh, for a little while. And again, you don't quite know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. And it's around about this time that we're, we're, we're starting to be introduced to two of the main antagonists. And again, it, there's not uh, a main bad guy you know, there's not like a boss battle necessarily in this game. Yeah. Um, you know, the bad guy, again, if we're, we were talking about four, the bad guys definitely, um, you know, crime. <laughs> the bad yeah. guy is, is, is generally uh, society and, and, and all those things, you know, there's a, a bigger, a bigger option out there. But um, yeah, yeah. We, we Dave Dave starts to get his 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 superior Dave Hines uh, starts to kind of lean on him a little bit um, yeah because yeah. he's up to some extremely dodgy stuff um, and finds out that Michael's uh, actually alive and that, that Dave's had contact with him quite a lot over this time so yeah. starts to use him uh, and his crew um, in order to kind of screw over the the IAA or the CIA uh, as they as they would be yeah yeah. And we start to get some some pretty heavy, some very very interesting uh, mission sets through from from this kind of period of the game when yeah. everything's kind of volatile. But but Trevor at the moment is still quite kind of compliant with everything, um, and we get some some more controversy there. So we 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 bust out some um, some witnesses, uh, which is I think the mission that we were shown in that trailer. Yep, and then there's the. The old torture scene. Uh, yeah, the possibly the most controversial thing about this game, and um, but like I never, like it, it never seemed to like I didn't think it was that bad. No, I don't think it. I don't think it was as bad as they'd kind of portrayed it and how how the media portrayed it as well, mm-hmm. and um, like it's it's all it's all down to like sort of player choice and everything like that as well precisely yeah um so you can go as far as you want with this but like Mm -hmm. it's um it's it's a thing that rockstar and gta has always had is controversy and like how yeah like with the creation of the uh, esrb and uh, like with mortal kombat back in the day creating Mm -hmm. that um and uh the likes of doom and um everything like that uh yeah just uh, violence in video games um it's just always had the stigma to it and uh i think it's gotten less over the years in terms of like when i think the video games is just like they have grown and they've expanded and mm-hmm. like people can see these games as being like just entertainment products like a film like a book uh or uh pieces of art as well and we yeah. can get like games that like change your feelings change like uh hit you hard in story fields and stuff like that like last mm-hmm. of us and all that kind of stuff um and i think uh i think when it comes to like controversy in games nowadays it's uh it's not as prominent as it was back like in the 90s and early 2000s i don't think 
No, no, you're right. And maybe that's something Rockstar felt they were missing for a little while. Yeah. It was a little bit of controversy that, you know, 4 wasn't particularly... No, there wasn't anything really bad in that, apart from obviously just the standard kind of GTA things that you could do in that. Yeah. And uh, But people have become accustomed to that and they expect mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, like with, uh, with this, they were like, oh, let's add a torture scene in it and stuff like that. And I don't know, I don't know about you but like when you go over to the table and you see all the instruments and stuff like that and it's like choose your choose your instrument you want to use to torture Mm -hmm. this guy and like it floats up above and it like highlights it it's like very video gamey and i don't i don't i don't know if it like it just took me out of the moment and stuff like that like i didn't i didn't think it was like i didn't think it was like like i said i didn't think it was that bad in terms of like what you could do in that game uh like on your own accord so it's it is it is a great great point there in that that this is something that's in there this is something that they've written into the game yeah and uh, either the way or you know that you know the hovering um the highlighted uh weapons (laughs) is either a way of breaking you know the tension a little bit yeah um, yeah or just again just the satire or the parody of it all um and with its own critics just saying look it's a game look this is a video game look how you choose the weapon um and yeah yeah i think that's an absolutely fantastic point in that yeah all the other things you can do that game yes you could go and mow folk down or you could go and like kill prostitutes and get your money back etc um but you can also go to um you can play tennis or you can do a triathlon or do yoga Yeah, exactly. I think it's a, a case of um, like you have you have like certain shows and certain comedians and stuff like that that are always chasing like uh, they're going for the shock value thing mm-hmm. in terms of like uh, like what can I say that is very risky and stuff like that uh, just to get shock value. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I think people have become like more desensitized to like stuff like violence and gore and stuff like that and like the amount of times that they've managed to sneak in like uh like f-bombs and stuff like that into like 12 films and yeah like i said i think the people have become more desensitized to it and stuff like that and we're more forgiving and more accepting of things now as well yeah very much very much um i i i think nobody's more aware of that than than rockstar and and yeah. how they put, put these things into the the game yeah. um and why they put them into the game as yeah. well, like, you know. Um, if they took it out, I don't think it would have affected anything to do with the story and stuff like that. It's, um, it does, like, I do feel that uh, that I'm very impressed with, like, companies that, like, they say, okay, this is our story, this is the story we, we want to tell. And Naughty Dog's a great example of that, obviously, for The Last of Us and The Last of Us mm-hmm. 2. Um, like, this is our story. There's no branching kind of, story points or anything like that this is the story we want to tell and it's the same with rockstar in in terms of like uh, red dead redemption and uh, red dead redemption 2 gta 4 gta 5 this is the story we want to tell yeah so you're along for the ride and everything like that there's slight choices here there and everywhere but uh essentially from a to b this is our story and uh you're here to experience it with us yeah yeah precisely precisely um they like poking the the pop culture bear and they, yeah. they like getting a reaction like you say and and i think yeah. that was how how it was yeah N- nobody really mentions the radio in in when it comes to controversies and some <laughs> no. of the stuff they say on the radio is just <laughs> horrific and it's 
Yeah, I, I don't know if it's because uh, 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 maybe the people who would take again don't they don't play it properly. Obviously, they just yeah they see what they can see on YouTube and then complain about that. But yeah, um, yeah, some of the stuff in there is just <laughs> awful. I know uh, it's so good though. It it's, is. It is absolutely so, brilliant. It's so funny. Um, yeah, no, the radio never gets really mentioned and stuff like that. It's all. I think it's all about more the actions of the player and like. Like um, like oh my god! Like you can you can shoot someone and like, but that's been going around for years in gaming. So. Yeah, and yeah. not the overnight like baby mailing service that they they've got in there or um, petsovernight.com. Like, yeah, that's it. That's it. Just oh, just it's some horrific stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's a, oh, it's it's amazing. We do go on some lovely tangents on this podcast, and uh, thank you very much for sticking with us. It's uh, yes. <laughs> it's very if very you good. Have. If, if you're still stuff, here, thank you. If you're still here, if not, That's then uh, I hope you're enjoying uh, some other podcasts. Uh, like my dad wrote a porno is really good, and <laughs> send them our regards. <laughs> so where did, where did we get to? Torture um, scene, yeah, torture scene, yeah. yeah. Um, so but got, that, uh, that's, a, that's a good segue, though. It is. Yeah, that was a, that was a good segue. So hopefully, hopefully in editing we can get that <laughs> tighter. <laughs> I think we will. I think we will. <laughs> well, I think for your sanity more than ours, that's a good place to stop for this week. We're going to pick up next week with the rest of this chat about GTA Five as well as the NPC dialogue. Have a good break. We are going to. Until next week, keep it six stars. Mm-hmm.